0: Hello and welcome back to the gamers off. Now obviously I'll have to point out last week I didn't do an episode. And if I'm if I need to point out the reason I'm not going to because I don't know the reason. Now whatever it is it was probably important enough for me not to do it. I was probably just tired or something. Yeah, that was probably it. But anyway. Now this week, I'm going to be doing a game, which I'm not sure anyone who watches this will like. This will appeal to certain people, and someone, someone, well, I could name, I'm not going to, but a friend of mine told me to do this game, because it's a game I love and have put <laughs> probably about years, of my, a few years of my life into, and that game, and you probably won't have heard of it, Girls Frontline. Now, now, bear with me a second. That may sound weird, but it genuinely is an amazing game. Girls Frontline is a game that was made in twenty seventeen by the uh, by Sunborn and Mika team. I think it was called. Was it? Yeah, I believe it was made by Sunborn and Mika team. No me, no from. From what I've played, I've, I'll say that like I've barely played any of it, and I've played it for ages. The game is no like a lot of the games going to be doing on here. This game is probably my fa- one of my fav. No, if one of my favourites, if not my favourite game. Now, obviously, the reason why it won't appeal to people not only is it in Japanese, and you can download the voice pack, which I have. Um, it, it, it's, it's anime. It's Yeah, they're anime girls and stuff like that. And obviously that won't appeal to a lot of people. But what I think is a lot of people use that. It's like a stigma to do with good games. If it has any sort of anime or if it's Japanese, people just assume hentai. Just, just hentai. But it's not. Girls Frontline is a great game. It has a compelling story with... Emotional moments that I will admit have actually made me cry because it, from a beautiful soundtrack to heartbreaking and gut-wrenching moments in the story, it's just a beautiful game. Now, this episode, if I do a long one, unlike my Sea of Thieves episode, which was kind of awful, this episode's going to be divided into three or four main bits. I'm not really sure I'll think of it as I go along, really, but one thing I'm going to be doing about it which I haven't done for a game yet, but I'm going to be doing what I don't like about the game now. Because obviously, while well, obviously it's an amazing game that I love and still play and still love playing. Every game has its faults. You can think of game's amazing. You can think a game's amazing, but every game has something wrong with it. And obviously, I'm going to point out what I think's wrong with it. Now another thing I'm going to be doing is the story, obviously, as I've just talked about. It's amazing. And gameplay. And character design. Which could get a little over and... I don't know. But, let's get into this. And I'm going to start out with a simple one. The story. You're, you're a commander in charge, of, in charge of a base and, obviously units inside griffin and you obviously end up becoming more and more a bit more known than other commanders because taking on sangris ferry ringlies. now sangris ferry they turned hostile after the butterfly incident which was spark which was like incident caused by a riot in a factory and killed a researcher called lyco and that caused sangris a.is to turn hostile and they're the main enemy of the game which is just amazing But you're a commander working for the PMC, which is Private private Military Contractor, Griffin and Kruger. The Griffin part, I'm not sure why it's named that. Kruger, Kruger, I don't know if you say it, I'm not best at pronouncing names. That's because one of the creator's names is Brozovich Kruger. I think I got that name right. Yeah, I got that name right. Now, the story starts out from the beginning when you first load up and get into the game. It begins not actually with your commander, but with this team, the AR team. Now, obviously, because really it composes of just girls who have assault rifles, you'd think that stands for assault rifle team, but it doesn't, which I was shocked to know. But we move. The AR team actually stands for anti-rain team. And the Anti Rain Team, I believe it's named that because Rain, I think, is like one of the nicknames for like the leader, like mastermind at Sangris Ferry, and that's why it's called the Anti Rain Team. Now, the Anti Rain Team it begins starting with M four Tactical Doll M four A one being basically held captive and about to be killed by Sangris Ferry ringleader agent. Now, obviously, she m 4 one of the main characters, so she can't be. So, fellow member of the fellow member of the anti-rain team, m- M16A1. By the way, all these dolls, tactical dolls, that's what they are. They're not like real girls, they're tactical dolls. They're named after the weapons they have, which is not really explained too much in the story, but I guess it's to prevent emotional attachment or something. I don't know, but it doesn't stop that, because uh, this story has made me cry many times. And I'm very attached to them, even though they're anime. Oh god, this podcast is getting weird. I have an idea at the end of this podcast. I'm going to announce it then. But, just wait. It's It will be great. Now anyway, M16 comes in and saves M4A1 while Agent flees and gets away. And they meet up with the rest of the members of the AR team. M4SOPMOD2 and ar 15 Now, now, AR-15, I'm going to be talking about a bit because things happen. Just, things happen, right? Anyway, they meet up and they decide the best course of action to make sure they're safe is for them to split up and M4A1 to return. Now, while she objects to it, the AR team do disband, well, not disband, split up, while the others distract the Sanctus forces and allow M4A1 To escape with the help of the new commander. Now obviously. Chapter 1 is mainly focused on. Well the first three missions. Mainly focused on the commander getting new training. Until until things happen. With some tactical dolls. And you end up hunting down. And taking out ringleader Scarecrow. And fighting her again in emergency chapters. Now chapter 2. Is where things start getting into more. With the AR team and. The story starts developing a tiny bit. Now, obviously, with the help of a scientist called Persica, you help you f- start begin to locate the ART members, I believe, M4 SOP mod first. Yeah. Then STAR 15. Or, I- I'll just call it AR 15. And SOP. Um, and then, finally, in about chapter 4 or 5, you get M4, I think. You find m MC- aim for 16 however this victory doesn't last long after getting ar-15 back and the teams back together as well turns out ar-15 is infected with some program that will turn her into a sangvis Ferry doll and she ends up going on the run and escaping and at the end of chapter six i think it was she blows up a building but not just blows up a building with her inside and just a dummy of the mastermind. Which is really sad. Because it's an emotional scene. And you lose AR-15 with her thinking that she took out the Sangris um, mastermind. And yet her efforts were wasted. Like I said, emotional to- emotional times. Now, the next part of it was... Yeah, the rest of the AR team are put into quarantine. To make sure they haven't been infected with the same program, which is which has the name Power Paraplu, Power That's the name, and they have and um, to be kept in this safe house. Obviously, M Four A One and some of the others aren't the happiest about that, but there's nothing they can do. This ends up becoming under the attack of Dreamer. A Sangris ferry ring, another Sangris Ferry ringleader who's able to launch missile strikes on people which is not very good but with the help of the newest member of the AR team uh, RO635 the AR team managed to escape alive and thanks to the commander's forces as well now I'm going to finish talking about the story here because I don't want to go too I well, I've already gone a lot into the story but if I go completely into the story of this game, due to the fact the amount of events it's had and all that as well, I could be here for ages. So we are going to leave it at that. But you know that's one because you're here for the podcast, not the story of a game. You actually, you could never mind. Now the next thing we're going to be moving on to was game plan. Now the gameplay of Girls Frontline is it's a it's like a turn based. It's a strategy game as well, but it's turn-based, and you're obviously having to move across nodes. And most missions, capturing the enemy command post... Now, I say most, because some missions, you have to do things like rescue certain dolls, or... What is it? Like, rescue certain dolls, or establish a supply line, whatever. Now, obviously, that can be very annoying... And I'm not the happiest with that. Things like the supply line establishing. Because they are genuinely just a pain. And a waste of, in my opinion, just a big waste of time. Because I feel like it could be much easier. You could just, you know, like the other missions, just put a command post, make us capture it. Obviously make it more different, make it... So, like, there's a bit of challenge, but I just think the whole, you know, you've got to capture the, you've got to establish the supply line. And again, you know, making it, like, military, doing more than just capturing command posts, whatever. But I feel it does just get a bit annoying, because capturing the command post is not the capturing the command post. The supply line's annoying. Now, obviously, the rescuing dolls one isn't as annoying as that, but... It's just, it just is still annoying. I wish it wasn't a thing, but it is. And, yeah. But I suppose it does add to the story of, you know, you have to go rescue the dolls, help them, whatever. But I just think certain missions and that can be made so much easier. But, yeah, we move. Anyway... Now, obviously, the maps... Basically, every map is different, apart from when you do the emergency chapters, which leans into the whole... Um, what is it? Which leads into, you know... It's basically coin. It's more... The maps, they're really not the same as the normal story, yet a bit more difficult. Now, obviously, that means bosses at the end of emergency... Are more difficult. So if you found them difficult in the normal story, I wouldn't suggest taking on emergency. But you know, you like you end up be you end up being able to be really good against them. So you know, like me, professional right here. Don't want to toot my own horn, horn, but you know, Hong Kong, am I right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remind me never to say that again. Now, frankly, I quite love the whole concept because I think. It would it would really lose its touch if it was like a whole you know what oh, what is it called um like a game like Call of Duty or something like you control a girl whatever I think that would it would re- it would really lose its touch at that point but it doesn't because of how it's designed how the gameplay is and I I love it obviously not a lot of people would be a fan of this but you, you've just got to learn to accept it and once you get used to it it's a good game. Obviously, some people may have a problem with that, but you know what, they can just shut up. Now, uh, what else was going to talk about? There's multiple different enemy types in the game, from just the standard, I believe they were called Rippers. Which, just standard units, guns, obviously, humanoid, whatever. To things like the Brutes, and obviously bosses now i'm not going to go too, i can't really go too much more into the gameplay in that because it is really quite simple and obviously if i could go into it more i would but yeah again i'm going to be saying this a lot but we move so i think i'm just going to move straight um actually i'm not going to do character design because it can be quite difficult to understand what the characters look like without seeing them but just picture anime girls with guns that's that's like the basic concept of it so, yeah. Now, this might be another short one like the Sea of Thieves one. Not not because it's like a dislike or I'm trying to be lazy or something. It's just... It can be difficult to make 30-minute episodes out of every single game. Finding something to talk about for 30 minutes can be... It's more difficult than it may seem, you know. Anyway. Now, what I'm going to be talking about for the last part of this, which could be 5 to 10 minutes, depending on how I'm feeling. That is going to be dislikes oh boy now obviously like with you know like i was about to say people but not really the same but like with anything you really like it it can it can be difficult talking about think like your dislikes about a game you love and that's obviously normal it's normal to have like a dislike it's normal to dislike a game and it's normal for it to be difficult to talk about that dislike Now, there's obviously, every cloud has its silver lining. And if you know what that means, that basically means, like, everything good has something bad. Which is true about Girls Frontline. It's true about every good game. It's true about every good show. And speaking of good shows, obviously, which has its silver lining, Squid Game recently. If you've somehow not heard of or seen Squid Game, like, some people haven't. I just want to ask, where have you been? Squid Game, in my opinion, is absolutely amazing. It's an amazing series, and if you haven't watched it already, you really should. It is great. But, I'm here to talk about Girls Frontline, not Squid Game, so let's continue. Now, one of my dislikes about the game is... What was I going to... Oh, I've had such like a... I need to improve my memory. Memory. Well, actually, yeah, I've already talked about one of my dislikes, but I can say it again for this bit. The whole when it changes from being, like, you know, capturing a command post or whatever to having to uh, capture, like, no establish a supply line or something, that is definitely one of my dislikes for this game, then when it changes to that. Because you can get used to about, for about, like, eight chapters, you know, eight or nine chapters, just simply, you know, go in... Caption the command post, done. And then it suddenly changes to something you have no idea how to do. And it's just like, what? Genuinely, I was. I was so confused with the whole supply line thing. Like, I had no idea what to do. Like, did I need to go and just just really capture the node and it's done? Or, like... <sighs> now, obviously, I discovered it's not as easy as that. <sighs> and it really did annoy me. But yeah, we move now. Another dislike I hate about this game is it can be quite time-consuming if you want to earn stuff like uh, earn the stuff like what, earn stuff like gems because if you're not paying f- if you're not paying for them, y- it will be quite difficult to get them. Believe me. Now, obviously, it every game. Every game has to make money somehow. Girls' Frontline is a free game, so it has to make money somehow for them to develop it more. But I just wish a lot of things, like the costumes and that for the dolls, I just wish that they weren't with the whole, you know, pay to win. Not pay to win, but because it's, Girls' Frontline isn't a pay to win game. But I just wish you could, you know, make your dolls look good without having to pay for, like having to pay for it. But you know, yeah. Now, I did say every cloud has its silver lining, but Girls Fontline doesn't have many silver linings. That's why I'm gonna be ending this one here, but I'm gonna be ending it with a good announcement. What I wanna start do what I wanna do, if I can find some way to do it, which I don't know if I will, but I'm gonna try. I wanna try bring a guest onto the podcast. Someone to talk about a game that obviously we'll both know about and will have talked about a bit in advance to sort of it won't be planned. Because, as shown here, I don't plan this. I don't like. I don't just sit here, like, for hours planning, like, oh, you're like, you know what? I'm going to say this. And I'm going to say this as well. No, I just bring it up on the spot. What I mean is just, like, saying just a couple of things for each other. Like, uh, I guess we could talk about that. Like, just general topics, whatever. But, if any of my friends are watching this, which they might do, I don't know. And they want, for some reason, to be on the podcast, let me know happily, if we can find a way to do it, we'll do it, so, yeah, that's gonna be it for today, for this week's episode of The Game Is Up, again, I'm sorry it's another short episode, but it can be difficult to do long episodes, like, long 20-minute, no, 30-minute episodes, although, doing a 20-minute episode is better than, like, last week, not doing one at all, so, yeah, be happy, I'll, I could be bothered to do an episode. And, yeah, that's going to be it. Thank you for listening, if you have, and I'll see you next time. Bye.